commentary. Featuring Dave Hello, everybody, and a ho, ho, ho. It's just under two weeks to Christmas. Yay! <laughs> I hope everybody's getting fat on mince pies, because then you'll make me look slimmer. Speaking of looking slim and trim and uh, ready to go, it's Mr. Dave AC. Hello, Dave. Hi, yeah, I've been uh, keep opening the curtains every half hour, looking to see if it's snowing, because, as we all know, it always snows on the Christmas special. Uh, unless you live in Florida. <laughs> North Carolina, on the other hand, which is home to Mr. Randolph Thor. Yes, hello, up here in the deciduous forest here in the western region of North Carolina, up here in the mountains. And who knows, I might get snow. I don't know, there's nothing on the forecast yet. Hang on, hang on, does that mean you have reindeer, at least? Hmm. It isn't raining yet, dear. Yes, we get all of our jokes from the Christmas crackers. Uh, <laughs> all right, now that the mince pies are out of the oven and uh, the Christmas port has been poured, uh, we would like to introduce our next Christmas special, which we are going to talk over the top of. And this time it's Voyage of the Damned, Dave's favorite episode. Oh, dear me. No, it's, Podcast it's, of the Damned. <laughs> no, it's Ho, 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 dear. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, enough of the bad humour. And so I hope you will all sit back with your official mince pies from the BBC and join us for Voyage of the Damned. I will count everybody in and then you can unwrap your presents. In five, four, three, two, one. Play with toys. <laughs> Interior. There's a big toy I'd like to play with. No, not David Ooh. Tennant. <laughs> Although, um. Oh. Oh. Blimey. Oh. Looks like you've had. <laughs> what? What's, what's his phrase? Um. What? 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 A bunch of cowboys you've had in here. <laughs> <laughs> and. What? <laughs> what? You don't know how many times I've yeah. done that with Liam. What? 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 Brilliant! Brilliant! Mm. Brilliant! I love how it puts itself back together. I mean, hey, I think that's the first time we've ever had anything collide with the TARDIS like that. New Zealand Shipping Company. Ian. <laughs> Kiwis represent. Yeah. <laughs> we build good spaceships, eh? <laughs> now this this set is lovely. You know, yeah. the panelled interior, the Victorian. Uh... But it's what the BBC do best. I mean, really, yeah. these period type dramas and, and and classic architecture. You know, it just looks lovely in wood. Now, this was actually uh, filmed in. Oh, I got to remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, I know they were absolutely delighted when they found the uh, the the building. Yeah. And it's just a lovely, the way they pan around, it's a lovely way to briefly introduce oh, yes. each of the main characters that we see throughout the episode. Even to 
Even Benicafalotta walking around. Right. <laughs> it was the exchange building, was it not? Uh, the coal exchange, I think. Yeah, the, exchange, the coal exchange uh, or the exchange building? I'm not entirely sure which one. <laughs> or was it City Hall in Cardiff? <laughs> in, in two, I think. I think they used both. Right. In other words, it doesn't actually specifically say on the Wikipedia that we're glancing at to make it look like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Who has time to keep facts and figures in one's head when we're busy eating Christmas pies and drinking the port? Ha! Kylie Minogue in the title sequence. Yay! Charlene! <laughs> Charlene's in this one! Why <laughs> uh, Edge of the Damned by Russell T. Davies. Recommended by Dave A.C. Oh, sorry. Oh. The reveal of the Titanic as a starship, which Q. Douglas Adams references. Oh, it was yeah. neat how they did it here, but it was also neat how they revealed it on their online advent calendar. Which I wonder if they'll... Which it's, it's nice, nice that they're doing that again this year. Oh, they yeah. are? Excellent. And how many times do we see the, the, the Earth as a globe in episodes of Doctor Who nowadays? Uh, Obligatory. <laughs> This is the interesting one too, because you know, like we'd made reference prior to this, that you know, that opening shot of the globe, and this time we've actually got something orbiting Earth, which is really kind of nice to see. Oh, oh, there's something of the wolf about him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Midshipman Frame. Don't, can't remember his first name. Can anybody? No, no. Yeah, it'll come up later. Oh. <laughs> he looks so young. Mm. It does indeed, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if that's just you know the way he's dressed, you know, freshly, cleanly shaven and everything, uh, no glasses, nothing, and of course the haircut helps too. But he just looks very, very young. And, uh, and uh, on, butterflies. You, no, you, you uh, were just going to say it, so. <laughs> no, I was. I was going to mention his ears at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention Jeffrey Palmer, yes, uh, one of your fans. Say it at the same time. Love Jeffrey Palmer. Um, what's Butterfly's Butterfly. Secret Army. Um, he was in uh, Reginal Perrin as well, which is I th where I think Secret Army came from, was the Fallen Rise of Reginal Perrin. Right. Um, but he was one of them. He was like uh, his mad uncle in, in, in um, <laughs> Reginal Perrin. He, he he had this invisible army or something, I believe. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, my, I, I love him in As Time Goes By with Judy Dench. Right. Oh, the oh, I the remember, watching that, remember watching that on Saturday nights. PBS station that, that, I, that we get has the, their British show You're right. the lineup. Then and yeah. <laughs> as Time Goes By is brilliant. I love it. Hmm. And that's funny you mentioned the uh, that program because um, the other chap George Costigan is it who plays the uh, the uh, the ship owner he's appeared with uh, Leonard Rossiter. Oh, he has. Yeah, in a Shakespeare production, The Life and Death of King John. Oh, excellent! It's amazing how it all knits together. Oh wait, is that an axon? Oh wait, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> There we are, Doctor in a bow tie. Yep. <laughs> Before he started saying they were cool. <laughs> Who thought of the name? <laughs> Information. Oh, what does that remind you of? Blake 7, doesn't it? 
Information. Information. Oops. Glitch in the system. <laughs> Not to worry, and, nothing uh, to see here. <laughs> yeah, shades of Westworld there. Yeah. <laughs> blink! Somebody say blink! Uh, I mean, uh, one must admit that this special is a homage to a few different uh, genres. Westworld, Poseidon Adventure, Tower Inferno, mm. a lot. All of them combined into one Christmas adventure. <laughs> Which is lovely. It's, it's all these classic... You know, these classic uh, thrill-wides, basically, all into one. And, of course, it reminds us all long-time Doctor Who fans of Robots of Death. Yes. Oh, there she is. It's Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Capricorn I think we can use that as a word to watch for here <laughs> in other words Ooh, they drink like a drink <laughs> thank you thank you Mike I'm drinking a Tullinana what was I can't even pronounce it it's a good one though I must be too far through it <laughs> Linda Man sure has anyway yeah it's getting me in the Christmas mood anyway. What about you? Well, once again, we've had a reference to the Doctor being alone on the Christmas specials, which he always seemed to be in the in, the, in that era. Right. The interesting thing about this is uh, original, the original story title um, was supposed to be Starship Titanic. <laughs> but uh, Russell wrote in uh, the Writer's <laughs> Tale, which is a great book. I haven't what, I haven't read the new one, but I, uh, the original one is great. Um, but he changed it when it was pointed out that Douglas Adams created a video game and novel with the same title. <laughs> How he didn't know, I don't know. Yeah. I love Starship Titanic. What you well, want? Sorry. I suppose if he borrows the plots, he can borrow the title. <laughs> didn't mean that, Russell. <laughs> And also, and in fact, sorry. I was just saying, you said that it's not my favourite thing. In actual fact, this is one of the things that annoyed me about this was that three quarters of it is excellent. The the, the costume set up, the design, the acting, it's, it's, it's beautifully set up for a brilliant thing. Uh, but as we get towards the end, you'll perhaps wonder, well, no, realise why I might have uh, fallen out with it slightly. Go on then. Huh? Astropeth, of course, was originally just named Peth. Oh. Bit pithy, just Peth. Yeah, pith, pithy Peth. <laughs> it would be a pithy not to give her <laughs> another name. Now, you like these two characters. Oh, yes. I actually follow her on, um, on, on Twitter. She's lovely. <laughs> oh. Oh. You see, a lot of people on message boards were complaining. It's like the the, the you know, of course, Russell was anti-fat people. <laughs> it's like, how could you say that about these two? They're the loveliest people in this episode. You know, I agree. 
<laughs> and so how can he be anti when he makes the, the Foon. <laughs> Sorry, I like that name. Foon. <laughs> well, of course, Mike wouldn't know anything about agendas in these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen almost these buffaloes. So many wings. Tickets. Now, in any normal disaster movie, if you noticed in her cowboy outfit, she's got a, a coil of rope uh, in her outfit. They'd be using that to climb down the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the funnel or something. <laughs> Good graphics. Ooh. It's Richard Bouquet. I mean, yes. Richard <laughs> and the interesting thing is, is that, and I keep saying interesting thing. Of course it's interesting. I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> they weren't originally going for him in, as Mr. Copper. Ooh. They were going with somebody who rhymes with Copper. They were going for Dennis Hopper. Hmm. Uh-huh. But then, then they decided they were going to go for, for Max Capricorn, but the, the plans fell through. But again, that's also in a writer's tale. Good book, by the way. Right. So oh, I, I can certainly see um, for Christmas. Denny, I can see uh, the actor Dennis Hopper playing Max Capricorn. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Clive Swift was a great choice for that role. <laughs> and just the way he plays that character, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The ship's historian. (laughs) (laughs) Earthonomics. Panacafaleta! Panacafaleta. And of course he was in, uh, what was it, Uh, the Doctor Who Revelation of the Daleks. Mm. Oh, Clive Swift, yes, he was. That's from the classic series, of course. Yes. Yeah. The Sixth Doctor, speaking of. <laughs> yes, and also, who did he play opposite? Dave's twin. Colin Spall. Yes. <laughs> I'll just change my Facebook. Uh, well, it was a while back now in September, but oh. uh, I got comments then. I think you've had it on since then. Now, you're always changing that dang thing. New Zealand! Again! Second reference <laughs> in one episode! Awesome! Yay! And nice Alien boots. shops. <laughs> they must have picked the most typical street they could. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> Hey, look who it is. There he is. Before he was. <laughs> Just playing a, a nameless newspaper vendor. <laughs> well, not well, not before he was, but before he's acknowledged as who he is. Right. Oh, that's I mean, true. He is now. I mean, now going back and looking at this, he's Wilf. But uh, it's just, it, I mean, it's sad the way it worked out, but. Right. 
Um, it's great the way it worked out that he was there and work, the way they worked it into the story. But it's his, own, is, it's his own this char- Yeah, this character is the, the same character yes. because he refers to, I would have been in London selling papers at the time. Right. And he has the whole agenda against aliens. Yeah. It's the aliens, they're up to something. And as Ian was mentioning there, his hat with the with the badges, it's his own hat. Yep. And his own outfit, really. Yeah, he, he came with all of his own stuff, I think. I remember them saying on the confidential, he just showed up in his own gear. You know, if I wear this. Look at his face. That's the aliens again. <laughs> Play drinks. Oh, drink. (laughs) Yes, there you go. (laughs) Somebody's piqued the doctor's interest. Oh, look. (laughs) Great balls of fire. Goodness gracious. Well, you can say that too. Now, do you think behind him, that first aid box, do you think it should have had a blue crescent on it? Or is it a green crescent? Hmm. I'm thinking you, 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 you. No, because it's uh, current time. You know, it's present time. I don't know. Well, the spaceship, isn't it? Well, all right. I know, but new, 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 Earth is way far in the future. It's not a time-traveling Titanic. So the... <laughs> Lovely song. Now look out! Look out for one of the musicians. There is there is Murray Gold. He was just on the right there. The bald guy with the mustache. Yep. Composer Murray Gold uh, and Ben Foster both cameo as members of the band, along with singer uh, Yamat Mamo, who performs um, the Stowaway and uh, yeah. Winter Wonderland. The Stowaway is this episode's uh, specific song. Yes, because each Christmas episode is. Had its own specific song. They didn't. I don't think they put enough of it in this because it wasn't as noticeable as the others. I don't think. But yeah, it was just background noise, really. Yeah. As the doctor is hacking into the system <laughs> with the brainy specs on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on here. I love that Hands view up. of looking from the other side of it. You know. Yeah. Who's that interfering? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but uh, I think it's uh, The World Is Not Enough, uh, James Bond movie. Uh, Mm. Jeffrey Palmer is in that opposite uh, Judi Dench. Which is just fabulous to see the two of them in completely different characters. You know, I can't expect them to have a, a little bit of a smooch. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there seems to be some sort of conspiracy going on. Yes. I love the little touch there uh, of the way he's holding the gun. Yeah, the nervous it's shaking. Very slightly shaking. Like, he doesn't really want to shoot him, you know. Oh, Ooh, and the microphone is Magpie Industries. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, well nice spotted. catch there. Well done, sir. Haha. <laughs> 
I did not even see that. Now everybody's going to be stopping this ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> what did Banner Cafalota say? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Uh. Oop. Meatballs? Anyone? <laughs> what was it? Uh, some, something weather with a slight chance of meatballs. Oh, yeah. with a chance of meatballs, yes. <laughs> Going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're very cheerful. Yes. <laughs> Information. You are all going to die. Him first! <laughs> Unless he turns into a wolf first. <laughs> oh. It's quite sad in a way, this. my family. That right. last clincher, the icing on the cake right there, basically says, you know, he's, he's very often. Suicide mission. <laughs> oh, look how pretty that is outside. How <laughs> quaint. Look, he's like fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. fireworks A bit like the Titanic sending flares up. They thought right. it was fireworks being let off. Oof. Some well done oh. effects here. I mean, yeah. you do get the... I mean, even though I mean, you've moved basically from one set location to another, you get the feeling like it's all interconnected and... Ooh. Oops, here comes another mm -hmm. one, just like the other one. Da -da 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 -da. That's called the coup de grace. Yeah. I'm sure if I w was ever invited onto a Dot 2 set, I'd want to be one of these uh, days when you have to do, uh, you know, running around, falling around. Oh, yeah. Acting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all the hosts seem to have made a miraculous recovery. Mm. And a shot down Kylie's shirt. <laughs> Never noticed. No, of course not. Ooh. It's just lovely effects on this. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember whether that was a model shot or not. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, um, uh, 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 sorry, what? <laughs> there were boots in the way. Small. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Drink, yep, go on, drink. <laughs> I 
Yeah. You go and check things out, matey. Yeah. <laughs> you go assess what? the situation, but watch out! Front door. Oops. <laughs> oh. Oxygen shield. Lovely. Revised. There's a sad note to, to, to of course, this episode is uh, that David's, uh, David Tennant's mum died uh, near the start of the production. So they actually had to do some rearranging, uh, force the crew to shoot basically around him during the, his absences, you know. Mm. It's very sad when he lost his mum. But it just shows you the... the mm how these act how well these actors you know you'd never notice basically mm. or maybe some fangirls can mm. <laughs> well you could definitely tell in the scene that you know, <laughs> there's a real tear he's shedding oh oh little oh, ship over there <laughs> your spaceship where's your spaceship I don't see a spaceship oh that box <laughs> over there Hey. Alley. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, oh, this is an Anglophile. Yes. Straight to Manchester. Yep. <laughs> Waiting in the day's backyard. The thing I don't understand is he he's trapped, right? Right. He's pinned in. So why bother killing him? Well, it's uh, like pest control, isn't it? I suppose. Or I guess to show off the fact that they have boomerangs, basically. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the halo effect. Uh. Hello, sailor. Hello, sailor. So, as well as all these uh, disaster movies, we've also <laughs> we've also got the Carry On films. Hello, sailor. Again, this is like uh, kind of like a Die Hard movies and such like too, where there's, you know, the, there's two of them communicating over a distance and trying to organize things, and and you know, one's keeping the other one going, and yeah, you know, they don't meet until the very end. Oops, I gave it away. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, sorry, bad me. <laughs> I've had too much of the uh, Christmas uh, port. Huh. Not a good day then. Well, it's the moon. Again, very, very good set. Yeah. No. Nope. And everyone starts panicking. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> See, we see every time you like. 
<laughs> and here goes the speech. Yep. Come <laughs> on. Gallifrey, come place no cast servers. Well, hey! Hey, is that the time, first time Gallifrey's mentioned? No, but I believe it's the first time uh, we've had the reference to the Castella uh, constellation of Casturbaris. Exactly. Right. Gallifrey was mentioned on the previous uh, yep. Christmas so, special, Runway Bride, and here we have oh, Casturbaris. Wow. So, so we're getting uh, we're getting more and more adding on with each Christmas special. And there we had uh, Hoovians everywhere going. He's not. He's older than that. Nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did anyone pick up on the reference uh, uh, near the beginning uh, when the doctor introduced himself? Elaborate. Yeah. Passenger yeah. 57. Oh, brilliant. Passenger Wesley 57. Snipes film. Uh, passenger 57, indeed. Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty smart sometimes. Now we're in the towering inferno staircase. Oh yes. Oh, look what they found. <laughs> Ooh, robot, handy dandy robot. <laughs> Robotics. Can't just call you Bannock. You just have to have him go Bannock up a lot. Those ones you go. I gotta use that one later. <laughs> oh, I wonder whether the, 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 they picked these plump characters as well for the sort of uh, the Shelley Winters role that was in. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's what I saw too. Somebody's gonna get stuck, sort of thing. Yeah. This is just lovely. This is just a lovely little scene. Huh? <laughs> and again, it just shows what wonderful people they are. Yeah. And so any any fans out there call yourselves fans. Oops, sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> any fans pouring scorn on Russell for having fat people in there. They're the nicest people on this whole dang thing. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that... Uh you've sometimes said to Ian is that you know there are some characters you don't always care about their fate right but there are people like that that uh, you do make a connection with yeah 
and those, and those two you do it's that instant thing where you know it just makes you want to care about those two you know and this makes you care about Banner Cafaletta this it's all well planned you know <laughs> and and some people see this as as, as being a, a, a sideways basically uh, uh, gay rights hidden under the 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 guise of you know being a cyborg yeah you know? oh cyborgs are getting equal rights now you know. Oh, this is minus. Yep. Oh. Life signs among the ship. <laughs> yeah. It, it, another great thing there is the use of the fact that it's Kitchen 5. Yeah, alluding to this, this, the grand scale, the of the ship, you know. Yeah. So all these little bits and pieces that you kind of don't really see when you're first watching it, that tell you these little things in the back of your mind that you know it's big, it's huge. The host is there. They're saved. Yay! Oh wait a <laughs> minute. Uh, why are you taking your halos off? What's one of those were for? What are they going to do? <laughs> They're slot. They slice. They dice. They julienne. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No. Oh. And look what they're repairing. Turn off the host. <laughs> kill. 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 <laughs> Deadlock. Double deadlock. Double. What does it mean? <laughs> He's a sonic screwdriver is no good. Even the sonic Look, screwdriver won't get. There was a reference one. to the double rainbow meme from earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, little bit there with the pipe bends. Yeah. Oh. Is he turning into a werewolf? Oh no, sorry, that's right, he got shot. <laughs> Blue moon. Yeah, that's it. Another shallow winter's moment. And again, it just reinforces the fact that that guy's a. Uh, excuse my French. Yeah. Prick! Fla flucking plick? <laughs> 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 Bringing up the rear? <laughs> Sorry. Yep. <laughs> and there we go. 
Wow. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Need a hand? <laughs> See, I've run out of fascinating facts, folks. Now it's just bad jokes <laughs> from here on out. Bad jokes and puns. <laughs> Not the only problem? Oh dear. <laughs> More deadlocks. See, we're th nearly 35 minutes in and I'm still enjoying it. There you go. He's drunk, folks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing there to worry about. It's just Duck 31. Yeah. There's no beast down below. <laughs> Often we see the dot treating, is it? Oh. Third dot treating uh, in the Sea Devils one. It's not often. He's fenced with the master. Yep. Eating and sleeping are two things we rarely see the doctor ever do. Right. Well, he, just, he enjoys a few Christmas dinners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you can get him to actually attend that Christmas dinner. Yes. He always likes to slip away. The shuffles. Space shuffles. And Mr. Copper is one of my favorite characters from this episode. <laughs> and this scene right here, where he's talking honestly, I like this scene. Oh yeah, it is. That's the you get these little character bits in here, and it's nice. And yeah. Except for this, we all know this. He's the lonely doctor. All right, let's can we skip on? <coughs> Russell T Davies likes harping on that. Yes. Oh. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody <laughs> at the door. There's somebody at the door. <laughs> Sorry, folks. As I said, I run out of fascinating facts. <laughs> Lovely. I mean, look at that. It's basically one of the stacks. Uh, it... Yeah, and that's typical for sign invention. That yeah, we're going to cross. But look the at narrow, this scenery. narrow ledge. <laughs> I 
again, more proof that he doesn't have oh. any problem with fat people. No. This is just heartbreaking. And the hosts start Ooh. quickly following. They named him Rickston, <laughs> and remember Rhyme is with... Pr uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you always know on these things, the one that should die, don't... Well, not should die, it's a... Yeah, well, the one who's it. most deserving of it never does. But then the fabulous thing is... I mean, not the fabulous thing is, but... The people who would give their lives to, you know, and it makes you realize that they were the best people there, you know. And oh look, he made it across. It's just a nice, nice kind of uh, turning it back on him. Because normally it's like, oh, what would he want you to do? Oh, he'd want me to live on. It's like, he wouldn't want us and he's dead. <laughs> Food. It's with me. <laughs> Doesn't he look quite fabulous doing all this? But mm, yes. Ooh. They've got them just where they want them. Yep. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> Sorry. Bad singing as well. It's bad jokes. Now, I think this is at the point where my belief started to slip. Information. Kill. I, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this bit. I mean, uh, it's been showing that they also perform maintenance on the ship, so why do, shouldn't they be able to... It was a bit too uh, iconic, I think, for me. I've taken the... Oh. Ooh.
Ja. Åh. Åh, så er Drop like stones. Ah. Like stone angels. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is... Uh, yeah, we, we made the first 40 minutes pretty well, but... I think I went down with the angels there. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Hmm. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's nice for Jimmy V to have most of his face visible for this episode. Yeah. I think it's the first time uh, Kylie's been taller than a leading man. Yeah, there you go. Space. <laughs> 42 number <laughs> so we had the number of the beast and of course life yeah, you know, sort of life, life universe and everything. everything of course Douglas Adams reference of course Starship Titanic reference There's your rope, Dave. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, she's oh. lovely. Bye, Debbie. Oh, sorry, Foon. <laughs> lovely Debbie Jason. He's losing these people. Now he's pissed. <laughs> Now you've killed off two of the best characters in this episode. Yep. Three. Three. Three, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Van Hoffs and Banacapalata. Sorry, Banacapalata. <laughs> Banacapalata. Sonic screwdriver. Yay! <laughs> Don't lose the Sonic. <laughs> And do something to help out for once. <laughs> Here's the invitation. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Here's the, 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 the tenuous link to the history of the show. Uh, I mean, the doctor agrees to let him, uh, Astrid go with him. Uh, so, does this put her in the same category as, as, uh, as like Sarah Kingdom, you know? And, and mm. is she an actual companion? You yeah, know? It's, it's that fine mm. line of what actually designates a companion. The doctor asking them. She's an assistant. She's an park. assistant, isn't she? But not a companion. Well, it used to be that they had to travel in the TARDIS. Well, Grace actually did travel in the TARDIS. Well, she was in the TARDIS. Well, within the TARDIS, actually. Yeah, she, she traveled in time, not in space. Anyway. Right. Meanwhile, back on the Titanic. <laughs> back on this episode. Yes. <laughs> Look after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Not sure who's luckier. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's blonde. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh. Whoops. <laughs> Wing. Uh-huh. Cornered. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> no. Oh, oops. That's <laughs> the thief of Baghdad when he asks for sausages. This <laughs> is one of his. <laughs> Did you know your genie's deaf? Yeah, do you really think I asked for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> Sorry. I'm even running out of bad jokes. <laughs> Eat some his pie. Yeah. And here we go for the <laughs> ultimate line. Oh, yeah. This, the imagery that'll... Uh, yeah. That imagery from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I knew I was in the C Davis episode. They had the Blake Seven bracelets in the background. Yep. They had a full set of those at the beginning of the series. They were down to about eight at the end of it. Yeah. The funny thing is that the, the 
<laughs> getting onto a different show, Blake, the Blake 7 Blake bracelets, they found that the, uh, the ones that the fans were making were actually <laughs> better than the ones that they were making on the show. <laughs> Well, you've got uh, an Australian accent. I know you're from New Zealand, Ian, but you've got an Australian accent. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Oh, give them that, yeah. Yeah, we'll go for the McGriver Yield. Mm-hmm. But you feel as though you're in a destroyed ship, don't you? Quite oh, believable yeah. set. Beautifully done. <laughs> oh. Bad jokes are related <laughs> to the episode. Which, of course, explains why uh, Barakalalalafa was ashamed right. to be one. Yep. No running! Sorry, folks, we've kind of... Uh, it's the well, reveal. <laughs> I'm almost in disbelief at the, the nature of the... I mean, you don't really need a, a a great villain, but you don't want an absurd villain. Well, uh, we'll talk about that more at the end. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. It's fine. Drink me drink.
We're cut up here in the, uh, as Ian said, we're cut up in the reveal here. <laughs> yes. I'm in disbelief at the moment, but still. Metal. <laughs> it's not Metal Mickey, no. <laughs> Boogie woogie. And I'm also thinking, oh, that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoops. <laughs> Didn't know that, did you? <laughs> Power failure. Christmas Inferno. Mm. Suddenly. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Forge, oh. you dozy. <laughs> uh, I don't suppose she's ever driven one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slow mo. Uh. Not just slow motion, but uh, muted uh, sound. Yeah. That's about four or five I'd drop down there now. Yeah. Use the same effect too on all of them as a kind of a slow mo drop. But of course, that also is used to a good effect since you know, the distance that they're actually dropping isn't that great. In, or in reality, of course. Yeah. Still in slow mo. And I hear the Hitchhiker's Guide theme there. Do, 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 do. I think it's the wine. <laughs> no kidding, sorry. <laughs> and here we go, this is. This is it? It's uh, 
I mean, a lot of people I know complained because they said, oh, you know, um, Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't. Get, I don't know. This, you know, uh, I, mean, yeah, so, I can see where people are saying the 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 visual reference, but it's like, so what? They're not saying Doctor Who's God. They're not saying Doctor Who's Christ. Who really cares? Yeah, you know? it's not just that one. It's it's just a load of cliches. It's uh, but uh, a show of two parts. I felt. Mm. I think Russell T. Davies knows how to get people into these messes. He's not sure how to get them out. Anyway, yeah. we'll delay that till. You're kidding me! <laughs> First name. I'll see you, Alonzo. Yes! <laughs> Oh, uh, you're gonna love that, Alonzi Alonzo. <laughs> Even back when the doctor first used Alonzi, he was saying, "I hope I can meet someone named Alonzo." <laughs> I think he said that in uh, Army of Ghosts, I believe it was. Yeah, he did. All we need is a couple standing on the bow now. <laughs> I'm the king of the world! As I get vaporized going through the atmosphere. <laughs> Burned and vaporized, yes. <laughs> and of course, another campy bit coming up here. London has escaped this year. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> now, originally, yeah. well, I'll, I'll save it for a bit. Um, this is me. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not bring that man back? <laughs> Mm. Now, now, I watch this in disbelief. Not, especially this bit right here with the coin. <laughs> <laughs> now, originally, uh, Russell. No, I nearly Russell turned the TV off at that point. Oh come on! I nearly turned the TV off at that point. <laughs> Originally, actually, Russell had written it that uh, the Doctor would actually hit Buckingham Palace and that the Queen would actually be cursing him as he flew off. Um, kind of adding into that whole the Doctor getting in trouble with royals throughout you know, history. Mm. But uh, they had also were trying to get Prince Charles in to this episode. Um, and Davies also he spared the palace because he thought it was too negative an ending for a holiday episode but killing Astrid wasn't I guess I 
Or even that, we might see something lighten it out. Yeah. I mean, Shipman's moving frame is getting fitter the longer that bullet's in him. Yeah. A lot of girls would agree with you on that one. <laughs> Silence in the library, my friends. <laughs> yes. Mm. This is lovely, his reaction. Yeah. Echo. Ghost of Christmas present? Sorry. It's bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Dave. Who turned out the lights? <laughs> so that's two things that appear later on in Silence in the Library. The Echoes and, well, no, no, well, Moffat's stories, I should say. The, the Angels and the Echoes here. Yes. Reappearing in Moffat's stories. He just pinches from everybody, doesn't he, that man? Cool. Nice effect, that. I mm. thought it was all... Well, that was good. And there she goes. There goes Tardis. I mean, Astrid. Mm. <laughs> of course, that was the big fan yeah. rumor. Well, again, I think Russell T. Davis was taking the pith out of this episode. Uh, the pith? <laughs> the pith. <laughs> I could take it the pith. <laughs> Dave, I do the bad jokes here. Thank you very much. You keep you. <laughs> you just stick with your disdain <laughs> for the end. <laughs> That was a nice one. Nice transition there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this change is doomed. Yeah, still want to name in the nuts.
Oh, aren't you just <laughs> lucky? Yeah. And but the, the, the lovely thing about that is you get this lovely next line. Mm. Mm. Good choose. Yeah. It's just lovely little observation. Lovely. <laughs> you can choose who lives and who dies. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, let's go find you a wife. Somebody by the name of Hyacinth. <laughs> <laughs> We'll meet again in a bar somewhere. I'll introduce you to someone. <laughs> Oops. Uh, uh, and you know, if I looked outside the window enough times, it'd snow. Snow. It's not real snow, though. It's <laughs> never still not actually snow. It's just the ballast. Only Britain's great. Nice solid sound effect when he did that too. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to go and ruin it. <laughs> but I think it's a lovely, lovely running gag too because. Yeah. Um, Because, of course, when they're filming this, this is in the summer. And right. so, it's, of course, it's not real snow. <laughs> Just petty cash. <laughs> A million. A million. Just petty cash. Enough for trinkets. Balance. Oh. <laughs> Six. <laughs> the doctor was about to sonic that and didn't have to. And, uh, another lottery winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and no interfering. Oh, he does interfere quite. Yes. Setting does up a lovely little network. Yeah. And that he does. And yes, he will. Yep. <laughs> lovely character, Mr. Copper. <laughs> A kitchen with chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Idea. Yeah, I can see why you like Mr. Copper. 
Is that Battersea in the background? Hmm. It might be. It looks like it. Back there, the tower's there. Uh, And I love the little square imprinted with it. It's sitting the whole time. That's well done. Ooh. Lovely. Memory. And the the, the TARDIS noise, uh, sound effect in the background. Preview of Series 4. Yeah. Ood! That's odd. Santarans. The Sisterhood of Karen! Not. (laughs) (laughs) Martha. Wilf! Oh, my favourite line. <laughs> you don't make me me, sunshine. Unit. Mm. His hair's gone all quiffy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a sonic device. Mm. She's got to be the Rani. <laughs> Everyone is possibly the Rani. Yes. And there we go. Yay! All done. Whew. Wow. Now, but it was what Dave has to say. are going by a lot quicker than normal. Yes. Well, it's uh, 70, nearly 72 minutes. 71 minutes. Actually, um, Voyage of the Dam holds the record for the second longest single episode uh, of Doctor Who since the series revival. And the fourth longest single episode of all time. The third longest episode was The End of Time Part 2, which was 75 minutes long, and the second episode ever is a 1996 movie, which was 85 minutes long, and the longest was what? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, what, uh, the War Games. Well, it was a single episode. Single episode. Longest single episode? The Five Doctors. Oh. oh. Which was 19 Oh, yeah, that's long. right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes that's split up into the 24-minute episodes yeah. instead of the omnibus format. Yes. Yeah, no, I've got to, I've got to come in on it. I mean, the first 40 minutes, I'm going along with it. I don't really, I'm not really that. Although it's Christmas now and I enjoy it, I suppose I'm not really into the Christmas specials. I always feel as though that money would have funded two stand uh, you know standard episodes mm. having said that there's certainly you can see the money on the screen yeah but i think he sort of basically what what russell d davis does and did there he comes up with the silliest thought he can uh, and i've said this before you know what can we do well we'll have a uh, you know the titanic crashing into the buckingham palace and that's that's the starting point for his story in my in my belief anyway and then he works to how he can get to that point. The the sort of homages became um, more and more to the point where they become pastiches and then they become send-ups and then uh, outright fast towards the end. So, you know, it, it just goes over that that fine line. And for me, that started around the, the, the angel parts uh, where they were sort of descending. Not that that was too bad on its own, but um, from then then on, it started to degrade. I didn't really like um, the, um, the the Capricorn character when he came out. Right. I certainly didn't like the ascent bit. And then um, 
well, the, the thing with the Queen, I just thought it was ridiculous. And that's not just because she's, uh, you know, the Queen in the UK. I thought it was just um, a cartoon version of her, really. A bad impersonation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that could have been done a little better. I mean, you could have not had her say anything, which would have probably helped, because I thought the, the vocal impersonation was a bit lousy. Yeah. And it's also interesting when you compare it to the other queens that we've seen on Doctor Who, like mm. Tooth and Claw, for instance, with Queen Victoria. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's almost kind of uh, used for comedic effect. I actually like the whole Capricorn angle because, for once, it's not about taking over a planet or enslaving the human race or whatever planet they happen to be on. All it is is about his business, getting revenge on the board. That's all it is. And it's not that he's, you know, got a vendetta against Earth or the Doctor, or it's just the board, and it just happens to be a handy planet that uh, nobody's going to bother mm. investigating, nobody's going to really care about. Level and, five planet, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about it is the fact that for once it's not, yeah, the Earth is in danger, but for completely different reasons than it normally is, you know. It's not being used as a pawn and in a grand scheme to, you know, take over the universe or anything. It just happens to be handy. It's that, you know, useless plot of land down the road. And that's what I think is really good about the whole Max Capricorn angle, you know. It's it's just a business deal. You know, it's not actually that important, really. It just happens to be what's going on. Yeah, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I, I I agree with Ian there. With Ian there is the whole thing that you know, as you said, the Earth just it was just happenstance that the Earth was in danger. It was not directly targeted for malicious reasons like hollowing it out to make a spaceship to travel around in or any weird thing like that. It's that would just be a stupid idea. Who would want to do that? Sorry. <laughs> and you don't think it teetered over the brink? You know, over into. <laughs> Fast there to the last. <laughs> Teach it over the brink. Oh, you didn't just do that. <laughs> Teetering over the brink. Well, it it always it ever since it aired, it had all of that controversy among the fans who read too much into it. And there's the there's the the, the line between you know what I just mentioned there, the fans who will read too much into it, and pe- the casual watchers who watch it for what it is a, a fun Christmas Day adventure and yeah, a don't, good going romp <laughs> yeah don't yeah but that's it people think Doctor Who's oh it's that silly you know that silly stories about that silly man in his box and I, I don't want that to be thought of Doctor Who but, but it is so, uh, it, it is what? What? it, it what? is the, the silly man in his box a madman in a box what it is. What? It's it's a bad man in a box, and the Christmas episodes are something a little special, and they're meant to be fun, and that's what yeah. this is. It's not fun. to be taken too seriously, right. unless it's part of a larger point in the show, as we had later on. Yeah, but it all starts off. I mean, it, it starts off so so well. Um, now, admittedly, you don't want it to just be a run-of-the-mill um, disaster movie, because Doctor Who isn't about disaster movies. But, um, anyway, um, not to my taste. Not to my taste, that episode. Although, I, again, it's further into it before I start despairing than when I first watched it. I got a good 40 minutes into that before I started failing as though, no, no, he's not going there. He's not going there, is he? And so on and so on. And then, um, yeah. 
And, and I did honestly nearly switch it off when I first watched it, when they they had the bit over the Buckingham Palace. Right. Not and again, not because of any nationalistic stuff, just because of the absurdity of the the images that were being thrown up. I do. I. I mean, the thing I found fabulous about that is the doctor was able to pick up the phone, and he was able to get through the Buckingham Palace and tell them to get out. And I thought that was kind of cool that the doctor could just just call Buckingham Palace. You know, he's got the codes and everything. He can just call them up and say, "You might want to, <laughs> you might want to stand aside." Yeah, but that, that version of the Queen was more in line with uh, Roald Dahl's BFG. You know, our. Um, I mean, I'll, know, I'll, I'll give you that, that it's a very comic book, kind of almost spitting image vers- version of the Queen, and they could have done a little better with the vocalization. Or just had her outside waving, you know, and not saying anything. And it probably would have passed a little easier. And maybe the curlers were a bit over the top, you know. Couldn't she have been in, in, in just her stuff that she goes and walks the corgis in, you know, rather than in curlers? <laughs> but again, it's the, that, that, the whole comedic effect, you know, she's, it's Christmas, she's spending she's the, the day off, you know. And again, it's, it's, it, as I mentioned earlier, it's interesting comparing that queen, that portrayal right there, what right. elsewhere in Doctor Who. The, the the bit that I didn't get is well I mean I can understand how people draw the conclusion but the fact that, that this was the scene where the doctor was lifted up by the into the air by the angels was heavily criticised by Catholic audiences because the doctor a time lord from the planet Gallifrey was lifted up through the funnels of a um, spaceship by two robots and they had a problem with that because what they saw was this imagery which may or may not have been on purpose, but this is also a group of people who have been known to see Jesus in a piece of toast and sell yeah. it on eBay. <laughs> well, it, to me, it wasn't the fact that it was detracting from, you know, that sort of biblical story or whatever. It was the fact that it was making the doctor look... <laughs> that shows how well that's bad. It wasn't that it was making Jesus look bad, it was the way it was making the doctor look bad. So that's, that's really the place. But recently, there have been, or as recently as this summer just gone by, there have been some um, things in the press about uh, some sort of Sunday schools using that scene to teach young children what the ascension meant. <laughs> and, they, uh, and they said, well, you know, like when Doctor Who did it, and they've been actually using it illustratively. Oh, okay, so before it was a problem, now it's a teaching tool. Ah! Yeah. Anyway, yeah. We but won't to get into too much. Because it, it, is, it is a Christmas special, so we shouldn't get too bogged down in, yeah. in, 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 in that. So your, your, your closing thoughts there, Mike? Uh, it, was an, it was an okay uh, Christmas adventure. I, I just thought the episode went on a bit too long. As we said, it went on for about 72 minutes, and among the Christmas episodes, it's put to there among the longest. Right. Uh, but it was a fun adventure if you just take it as a standalone episode, since it's not connected really to any of the series. Right. It's just a fun Christmas adventure. Yep. All right. That about wraps it up. Uh, wraps it up for us. Wraps it up. Get it. Christmas gag. Christmas gag. Wraps it up. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, I've got some presents to go wrap because uh, we just got back from shopping. So until our next little Christmas treat, it's. Goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. Merry Christmas and Ayasami Nasai. Mixing languages there. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. 
And it's goodbye from Mr. Copper. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>